Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language. And with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. And welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. I am Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from big berserkers to bad banshees. And today, we're talking about bully wugs. Prepare yourselves. <laughs> All right, Internet. So I put out a poll and you voted. And today we're talking about Bullywugs. Not my first choice, but hey, let's talk about it. It was your first, it was your first choice. Welcome yeah, to the Internet. Welcome yeah, to our podcast. Yeah. And if, if there's those of you out there who are like, oh, Bullywugs, they suck. Number one, you're wrong. They don't suck. But number two, if you want to have a voice in what we do, you could, you should follow us on Twitter because that's where I put up polls and you can vote on what, what uh, we're going to talk about. Yeah. So. I'm excited to talk about bullywugs though. Yeah, bullywugs are cool. They're different. They're I like, like little I, frog people. They're frog people. Um they they vary in size pretty widely. Um although in the in the fifth edition monster manual there's really only one and it's kind of weak. It's like one quarter challenge rating or something like that. But um in previous editions, and I'm sure in the future we'll have like a, a variety of bullywugs. They they can range anywhere from like five feet tall to like six and a half feet tall and huge burly guys. So considered like this is a classified humanoid? I think they are, but they're super, they're like bipedal amphibious frogmen. Cool. Yeah. Cool. They're, they're definitely more frog than man. Um, <laughs> without right. a doubt. Um, I like, I like bullywugs cause number one, they're not used as often as the other mobs of this game. Like, uh, so when I say mobs, you know what a mob is, right? It's like, like low, a lot of something, like a lot of something. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and bullywugs, like if you're small, like safety in numbers, right? Exactly. And so like, you got all these mob monsters, like gnolls and goblins and orcs and, and, um, the undead, a lot of times could be considered mobs. I like bullywugs because they're a little different from other mobs. They're not quite as violent. Um, they're not quite as like, uh, classified evil. I mean, they are classified evil. They're, so they're evil, not like nasty little particularly things. violent. They're mean, without a doubt. They're nasty little creatures, but they're not like 
like, like they're bloodthirsty. a little less. They're not bloodthirsty. And they're a little less likely to kill you when they find you. But we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about that. Okay. So, um, like we said, they're frog toe people. Their size varies. Um, they live almost exclusively in swamps, but also can live in like really damp uh, forests or like rainforests, like jungle. Okay. Um, okay. Wetlands. You oh, know? I can kind of like, see like yeah. a like a flavor mix up there with like um, yeah. if they're frogs and you have like. A rainforest atmosphere you can go with a more tropical theme yeah absolutely rather than like a like a toad like warty True. like exactly mud swampy thing exactly that's okay. cool and I, I i like that idea of reflavoring uh blue looks to look kind of like a tree frog yeah exactly like, like cool like because yeah. you could have a That'd bright coloring at that point uh, absolutely absolutely like a, like a multiple color palette as opposed mm-hmm. to like the mm-hmm. thing that initially came to mind for me was like like a dark, like a witch's toad kind of deal. They definitely, traditionally, they're more, more toad-like than, gotcha, gotcha. than frog Green or brown and yeah, lumpy. Green or brown, lumpy. I mean, a big part of one of their mechanics is like they, they're really good at stealthing in swamp areas. They can camouflage. Well, hell yeah. Is that like the ranger? How they have like a like a terrain, like a, like a uh, preferred terrain or whatever I mean, it's not called? Not exactly. Not exactly. It's it's just specified like they can kind of change the color of their skin to meld with, with swampy oh, nice. terrain. Yeah. And they get something like advantage on stealth in swamp areas or nice. whatever. Nice, okay. And okay. I, I would just extend that to whatever their home terrain is. If it is like a bright green jungle, then yeah, they got it there instead. Cool. Um, and what's cool is kind of like, okay, so when it comes to mobs, they kind of come in different like power levels, if you will. And like level one mobs are going to be your bullywugs, your goblins, and your kobolds. And I kind of like that bullywugs fill a certain niche when it comes there's like this trifecta, if you will, when it comes to the three of these. Like, if you send your level one players to a forest, they're going to meet goblins. In, into caves, it's going to be kobolds. If you send them into like a swamp or jungle, it's going to be bullywugs. Gotcha. Okay. Um, the it's next, like your standard, like, this standard is the early level levels. one or two yeah. kind of mob monster. Something to beat up on. Exactly. Um, and and the, the next level up would be like lizard folk and orcs and maybe hobgoblins and stuff like that. Orcs so. are mobbish in nature too, oh, right? Yeah, There's without always a doubt. Like without a doubt. Hordes yeah. of orcs coming exactly. at you. Exactly. Yeah. Orcs are all about the horde. Gotcha. So, um, so bullywugs, they are intelligent, but they do have, but not very intelligent. They they have a really bad reputation of being stupid. Okay. Um, they're also very wasteful. They're gluttonous. They're generally unclean. Um, they are. Clothed, not sometimes, but usually not. Usually they're they're nude. If anything, it's like a like a little like robe or jacket or something like yeah, that. Yeah, here's the thing. Like, so bullywugs have a weird mentality, and one of the things is they like the finer things in life, but they are completely incapable of taking care of them in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. So a lot of times, like, can't maintain their you, stuff. Let's say you get caught up in a swamp and ambushed by bullywugs. Um, the reason that they're not going to kill you outright is because they're going to take you before their bullywug king and like they're going to lord over you and demand like tribute for passing through their lands and they won't, they want like baubles and fine clothes and stuff like that because okay. they fancy themselves little kings. Okay. Um, the thing is like and they'll take these things if you have them uh, and then they'll let you pass through or whatever and they'll wear them. They'll wear these fine clothes but then they'll just let them get dirty and tattered and and whatnot. immediately like, go into the swamp they, water. They have zero concept for like taking care of their shit. That would suck. You're a player. You get captured. You get put before the king. You give yeah. up your finest tunics. Yeah. And some bullywugs put them on and they immediately just jump into the swamp water. Yeah. Like, and that's something uh, they probably would do. Then exactly. fucking ruined my... Th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. And like, it's... They're so bad at, at like taking care of 
anything that they're known for completely devastating their own environment before moving on. Like they come in, they overfish, they muck up the environment and they're, they're really gross and filthy. And then once it becomes unlivable, they move on. Oh, so they're just like general pieces of crap. Yeah. They suck. Blue Uh, bugs are little sucky little assholes. Like just like how you mentioned the the kobolds and goblins are those also like, I know goblins are little pieces of shit. Uh, goblins can definitely be little pieces of shit. (laughs) So can kobolds. Um, I don't know. You you definitely see more um, player characters that want to be a goblin or kobold, and they kind of like meld in with with uh, normal society. I think that's because goblins and kobolds are clever. They're not necessarily intelligent, but they totally can be. Well, bullywugs are kind of just dumb. Like they're not. <laughs> yeah, they want this fine ass, these like, fine clothes and jewels and stuff, yeah. and they're just gonna trash them. Right. Their intelligence is usually somewhere between like a seven to a ten. Ooh. 10 in the high. Yeah, so they're just kind of stupid. God, if you're below yeah. like a 10 intelligence, it's pretty dumb. Yeah, you're pretty dumb. You're below average without a doubt. If you got a 7, yeah, you're really, really dumb. Um, <laughs> but moving on. So we so talked- like ro- a rock would have like a 0, right? Yeah, a rock can't think so right. So like a, sen- yes, a sentient a rock would have like a 1. Maybe, yeah, probably. I think, well, like look at oozes. They have a 0 intelligence. Okay, they're just like these mindless, like mm-hmm. I just ooze about. Yeah, I just ooze about. Yeah, they, they don't think. There is no thought. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about like, Bullywugs consider themselves the de facto ruler of all swamps. (laughs) They consider themselves the king of the swamps. And because of this, they hate trespassers. Every swamp is mine. Yeah. Every swamp is mine. Um, and they are the sworn enemy of lizard folk, which are, which are the much fucking cooler swamp monsters. If you ask me, (laughs) lizard folk are super cool. So they're vying for territory then. Yes. With lizard folk. And I, I would argue that lizard folk probably stomp the fuck out of bullywugs, but well, generally <laughs> but, uh, they seem like much like hardier creatures. Yeah, bully, uh, lizard folk are hardier, um, and they're better organized, and they are capable of actually actually crafting stuff. Like they they can be basket weavers and stuff like that. To be fair, um, I have a lot more experience with lizard folk than bullywugs, just because they were like rampant through your game. Yeah, because but, lizard folk are cool. Yeah, <laughs> but that's just my opinion. Um, so. They they have this weird society, Bullywugs. Not only do they fancy themselves as kings, but they got this weird like aristocracy, like pseudo yeah, they have parody a, of ar- aristocracy amongst you themselves. You said they bring travelers to their king, yeah. but they think and of they, themselves as kings. Well, okay, so it, it is a lot about dominance. So like they think of themselves as the de facto ruler of swamps, but like they'll have one ruler who's kind of like more powerful than all of them and lords over all of them. He's like, the, kinda, he's like a big fat bullywug that sits usually, on like a yeah, platform. Exactly. Okay. That's usually exactly what it's going to be. Something along those lines. And like, the thing is they all kind of fall into this weird society where like he's the ruler now. So like they grovel and they bring him tribute because they want to gain favor with him. Right. And they play this game of toads, if you will. A game of toads. Yeah. So they're they're It's just really weird. And like, they're really arrogant and full of themselves, and one of the one of the uh, idiosyncrasies about them is like they like to give themselves really grand sounding titles because it makes them feel powerful. Oh, like this elaborate, like I'm the lord of the so of I'm the like swamp lord or high toad, yeah, there, there it king is. of the seven bogs and master of Muglugville. <laughs> you know, like it'll be like that. So like you'll get brought before this big fat. A grotesque looking toad man and be given this long list of titles of how awesome he is and be demanded to give tribute. That's right. kind of their deal. Okay. Um, so when they're not as gracious as kidnapping you and demanding tribute and they do decide to be the aggressors, they can be kind of deadly, especially for, for low level characters. They're capable of 
um, that super stealth I was talking about. Right. Not only that. Stinky snakes. Yes. Stinky frogs. Stinky frogs, whatever. Uh, there's not a stealth word that starts with the F that's coming to mind. So anyways, <laughs> um, uh, tricky, to- tricky toads. Tricky toads. Work? No, that doesn't work. No, All right, moving little... on, moving on. Um, <laughs> So what, one of the things that also adds to their ability to stealth around undetected is bullywugs have their own language, which is basically a series of like croaks and stuff that sounds like frogs. Bullywuggish. Yeah, sure. We'll call it bullywuggies. Bullywuggies. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so uh, and, and not only do they have this, but they can literally communicate with actual toads and frogs. Got it. But because of that, like they can super stealth into this swamp area and then communicate with each other with croaks. That in, unless you're like a ranger that specializes in swamp terrain, you're probably going to not detect. Next thing you know, you're being ambushed by naked bullywugs. Yeah, you just think these are like frogs. Like- yeah. Exactly. Regular animals. And like, I think they're capable of like doing these croaks in such a way where the sound carries so they can communicate across long distances. Ooh. Like, so that's a pretty cool thing. Like, so their stealth is like off the chain. Yeah. You, yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to meet the bullywugs on their home, homeland. Yeah. So, Got it. Yeah. But, uh, um, I think, I think this is a way to make bullywug encounters more interesting and less like, oh, here's a bunch of frogmen. Yeah. Like, you don't just like stumble across them. They know you're coming most likely and they're, yeah. they're, the whole squad is alerted to your presence. Right. That's pretty dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but more often than not, they're not the immediate aggressor unless they find themselves in a position of power. Or they see something shiny on you? Um, well, yeah, or that too. Um, and the thing is, power is kind of important to them because they're really simple creatures. And like, you can mean, okay, so like a kingdom with bully, with bullywug infestation in a swamp can kind of work out a sort of peace treaty with the bullywugs if they so choose to it can be difficult to maintain because you're constantly having to show that you're more powerful and superior so that they have to grovel before you and and like because they don't understand anything else so if you're not constantly doing that they're constantly going to rebel most often kingdoms just wipe them out because they're like fuck these guys they're not worth <laughs> they're not worth the, the bother we have a bullywug infestation send the troops yeah but you can definitely you can definitely have a sort of a send all the evocation wizards burn it down yeah burn it down burn down the swamp <laughs> we're eating frog legs um, tonight gents yeah right um so um oh yeah I am and King they, they often they Lord o- of the juice yeah and then you burn him and you eat his legs. There you go. Um so bullywugs don't like to work with other races if they can help it, but that power thing can kind of make it happen. And sometimes bullywugs will team up with like big dads, like uh, a black dragon. Black dragons love to live in swamps and they might decide to overpower the that dragon very easily and enslave the bullywugs and the bullywugs will fall in the line because of the nature of like, well, this thing's more powerful than us. That's a lot like goblins, how they're well, like, like goblins. Yeah. They appreciate the hierarchy. They just yeah. obey it. Yeah. I mean, cause you have to, when you're that small and there's nothing you can do and bullywugs, though larger than, than goblins or kobolds still kind of fit into that category. Yeah. All like, of the bullywugs probably weak. couldn't take on the weakest dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, my throat's a little parched, man. And that walking, sounds like that sounds like we should take a rest. Yeah, walking through the swamp has me tired. Gross. Let's take a short rest. Let's do it. <laughs> Not near bullywugs. No. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. 
Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world. That ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode where we stop talking about that last thing. We're done with that for now. Let's talk about this new thing. This new thing is you. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening to the show, and thanks for tuning in, and thanks for making it here. We appreciate you greatly here on the Dungeon Cast. Isn't that right, Will? Absolutely. Hell Yeah. You guys are great. <laughs> no, yeah, you guys are awesome. And yeah, thanks for sharing the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for enjoying it. And we, we really do enjoy the feedback. I, I try and read every tweet, every comment, every review. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. So thank you guys. I get to most of them too. I just am in, I'm making the show. Yeah. Dude, I'm trying yeah, Brian's to, our tech guy yeah. for the show. <laughs> I'm an absorber. Sorry everybody for my uh, my sick boy voice because I'm a sick boy. Right. Um, so please bear with me. Apologies. Um, I'll be better tomorrow, but we're recording today. So. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, we have to record today. Um, so uh, for those of you who don't know, we have an ongoing awesome uh, contest where we are giving away two copies of Xanathar's Guide to Everything, which is an amazing book that's going to have a boatload of stuff when it comes to like uh, different class archetypes and stuff like that. It's essentially, from my understanding, going to be a player's handbook too. Well, without, the player's without handbook the name. too. Yes, yeah. it's going to be pretty sweet. Yeah, uh, but definitely essential for your uh, your D and D lore. Yeah. And your mechanical, yeah. this and that, whatever have yous. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's, it's essential. More essential than even Volo's Guide, which is pretty essential as a Dungeon Master. To yeah, because all that Unearth Arcana stuff they've been playing around with is finally getting solidified in this book. Yeah, a lot, a lot of it is. Um, so if you want to enter this contest to win, there's actually two ways to enter. And Count you can enter twice. Too. Yeah, you can enter twice. Uh, the number one way is to share the show via Twitter with the hashtag DungeonCast. Um, just link, uh, link an episode of our show. It can be on any platform, uh, or medium that you choose, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever, any episode or playlist that you choose, uh, just hashtag dungeon guest. So I can, I can see that you share the show and add you to the list. The second way that you can enter is if you go ahead and leave us an iTunes, re- iTunes review or a review on any pa- pod- podcast platform that you can, um, and leave us a five star review and talk about what you like about the show. That's a second entry, so you'll have a you'll have two times the chance to win. Cool, that's really sweet. Yeah, um, 
yeah, so get on that. Um, how long are we running this contest for? Till, till um, the book drops. I think it's on the 21st of November. So cool. Cool. On, on the day that the, the book drops, we'll announce the winners. Nice. So, yeah, definitely get in on that. Uh, don't miss your chance. And, you know, if you just want to tweet about the show in general, that would really help us out a lot. Or if you just want to get in there and review the show on one of these podcast apps Will was talking about, particularly iTunes, that really helps the show out. And uh, we couldn't be more grateful for everybody that's gone out and done that already. Uh, you can find us on soundcloud.com slash the dungeon cast. You can search for us on YouTube. If you want to see our face, we are there. We are there and we are showing ourselves. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. but that's really all I got for this bump. What do you got? Anything else? I'm good. I'm ready to hop right back into the swamp. Let's get into the swamp. Back to the show. All right, Brian. So we're back. It's all nasty here. Yeah, it is. It's really gross. Sticky swamp. Um, and that's how the Bullywugs like it. So Bullywugs, believe it or not, um, do have uh, certain religious stuff going on with so they're, them. So they're praying to like a god? They do pray to a god. The god of the swamp. His name. Lord Toad. Okay, so he's an chaotic evil. Okay, so number one, Bullywugs fall within like the neutral evil or chaotic evil category. Okay. They're just little shitheads. Generally they're evil. Generally evil assholes. Evil um, assholes. Yeah, they're not like... On demon level of evil, but they're just bad. Like a good <laughs> asshole would be like a paladin, like a too strict paladin. Yeah, I suppose so. What a um, dig. So, so the deity they worship is chaotic evil. He's a chaotic evil frog deity called Ramanos. Um, <laughs> okay, I was yeah. like Ramen. Yeah, that's no, what no. I thought. I was like Ramen. Like, no, okay. <laughs> but anyways, there's not okay. There's not too much to say about him. But what I do have to say, I do find interesting. I bet he says it like Ramanos. He doesn't really answer ah. their prayers, and I'm okay. sure he. I'm sure that's exactly how he says it, Brian. Um, he's more interested in his long term hibernation. He sleeps, and then when he's not sleeping, he engorges himself. Um, and I guess he's evil. Or so the book tells me. Uh, like I, I have no examples of shit he does because he doesn't do anything. Sounds like a true but neutral. The main thing, yeah, the main thing about this deity that I find interesting, and uh, it makes Bullywugs more interesting by proxy, is apparently Ramanos used to be a mighty evil frog monster god, but has slowly degenerated over millennia and millennia. And has kind of turned into this hibernating, bloated thing. Barely, he's barely holding on to existence. I think it's the prayers of the Bullywugs are the thing barely keeping him going. <laughs> and the thing is... Like all the sleep. Yeah. All, this, all the rest plus all the prayers. And the thing is, like Bullywugs apparently are descendants of these proto-amphibious humanoids that also degenerated as their god did. That's kind of cool. And there's supposedly ruins throughout all kinds of swamp areas and jungles of of this ancient society that used to flourish and exist. Oh, that's actually really sweet. And like, it kind of explains like this bizarre, almost degenerate mentality Bullywugs have. Like they like these nice refined things, but they also can't take care of them because like they are mentally and physically degenerating. Yeah, over they're like time. wasting away as a society. Exactly. They're reverting back to frogs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're reverting back to frogs. It's kind of really sad if you look at it that way. Um, but it's also kind of well, interesting. Well, not if they're assholes. Well, well maybe if, they've become this way. Well, oh, like, I guess they always were evil because yeah, their god they worship was evil. This, this asshole it's still, god. It's still kind of sad in its own weird way. Um, it's sad to see Bullywugs dying it, it, it would be throughout kinda, the ages. Yeah, it'd be kind of interesting. What if this god began to awoke and the Bullywugs began to become more powerful? Like, that would be an interesting campaign arc. That'd be kind of cool, different, I think. That is actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And, like, what Like what if the what if your adventurers, like, uh, wander into one of these ruins and they accidentally activate something that begins to awaken 
the frog god. Frog god. Yeah. Oh no. It's really cool if you are in a swamp and you want to and you want a cool dungeon that isn't all swamp. I'm guessing this place is like a structure, like these yeah. old civilizations. Yeah, yeah, why not? Like cities that eventually sink into the earth, you know. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. So there it is. Um as a matter of fact, that's literally what I put you guys through in your guys' first adventure when you went to that swamp. Oh, I don't know if you remember, but that there city was like an old town. I was like, what city, is this? Yeah, and it had sunk into the swamp. Yeah. Oh, I was like, why is this? What the fuck yeah, is it this? It was ancient. It was oh, an ancient the, city. Yeah. Oh, man. My eyes have been opened yeah. to, the ruins, <laughs> to the ruins of Passably yes. Society. There you go. Um, so, fun fact not only can. Hold on, hold on. Okay. How fun? I think it's pretty fun. Scale I'm, one I'm to excited ten. to tell you about it, so I put it at eight. Yes, I'm ready. Well, okay, I, I, this is two fun facts. One fun fact's only like a five, the other's an eight. Okay, we'll start, okay. With, we'll start with the five. So not only can uh, bullywugs talk to toads and frogs, but they are known for taming giant toads and giant frogs to fight alongside them. And that's pretty cool, I think. That and, actually is yeah, really cool. But this is where it gets weird and more interesting is, uh, number one, there are things called frog hemoths. <laughs> 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 and, um, that's ridiculous yeah and they live in swamps and, frog hemoth yeah well oh god so a frog hemoth is a giant bipedal elephant sized frog tentacle monster with three eyes oh god okay. and bluewugs can kind of communicate with them but they more sometimes they end up worshiping them worshiping them like deities and like <laughs> okay, it's actually really that. weird what like the things- rancor yeah, a lot like the rain card. One of the things they try and do with these frog hemoths is they try and lure it into like a cave and get it to like stay in there and then they just feed it and worship it like a god. <laughs> Oftentimes it's very difficult for them to communicate to the frog hemoth, which is a dumb monster. And a lot of bullywugs get eaten in this process. Yeah, my dudes, if you're a seven on the intelligence scale, yeah. what's this thing? Yeah. Five? Yeah, four? right. Yeah, five, or four or five. Yeah. So these frog hemoths sometimes can get involved with the bullywugs and like. You keep saying like, it. Yeah, I think stop, it's an amazing word. Funny. Frog hemoth. God. <laughs> um, Honestly, I didn't know about this monster until earlier this week when I was doing my research on on Bullywugs. But uh, now that I know about it, I'm sure as fuck throwing this at. Oh hell yeah, I want to see that. It's really really cool and funny. Um, we talked about how their mortal enemies, lizard folk. I don't know if there's much else to say about that. Lizard is folk there a um, is there a lizard hemoth that like no. fights the frog? Like maybe I don't know. No, not not generally speaking, not that I know of. But there's a, plenty of reptilian monsters that lizard folk will serve. Uh, lizard folk are actually uh, really big in serving black dragons. That's actually a, a thing in the lore for sure. Um, another fun fact about bluewugs is we talked about their camouflage and their ability to talk to toads. One other like special ability they have is an incredible, incredibly uh, high jumps. Okay. Yeah, bluewugs would make an excellent basketball team theoretically. What are, what are we talking about? They can like jump 15 feet? ten feet high and oh, twenty feet far. That's really good. Yeah. So they're they're Olympians of yeah, jump. That that goes along with the stealth. That's definitely a surprise round in my book. Yeah, definitely. So they can they can. They can definitely trip up some new players and be like, oh, shit, what's what's, what's happening? Yeah, from like the bushes. flying all yeah. over. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> exactly. Um, you hear a subtle splash. So, you look to your right. There's a bullywug in your face. Exactly. Um, He's stabbing you in the so, neck. So beyond oh, this, God. so beyond this, there's not too much other interesting lore bits about bullywugs that I can really think of off the top of my head. One thing I've always found interesting is that there, okay, so there are these extra planar beings called slotty or slods. It really just depends on how you want to pronounce it. It's when more you, often slotty. What do you mean when you say extra planar? Uh, meaning like just a different plane? They're from a different plane of existence. Okay. And they're these chaotic, evil, powerful frog monstrosities. And they're they're bipedal. They're they're humanoid-ish. Cool. Um, and they... Um, 
there's a lot of lore about them, and I really look forward to the slotty episode because they're they're a bizarre D and D original that I really like. So if um, this is a if if the Bluewicks have a god, the Romanos, mm-hmm. then this is kind of like a, the slots are kind of like separate. They're separate, okay. and that's the thing is like they are completely one hundred percent separate. But I find that so strange because they're so sim. Well, they look kind of similar, and I just think it's very fitting that. Since Stop being fraud aligned, racist, Will. Well, <laughs> because their alignments are so close and like the fact that uh, Bullwigs have this weird kind of warped mentality and Slotty are really about like corruption and degeneration. Like it makes sense to almost marry their lores. And that's kind of what I do in my world is that Bullywugs don't have this Romanos guy. They actually worship Slotty and are constantly trying to bring Slotty into the world. Oh, sick. Okay. And, uh, and I, I like to combine their lore. I think it, it makes both both their lore more interesting. But that's just me. And I just wanted to bring up Slotty because, like, Bullywugs could be Slotty related. And that's, that's a cool thing that DM should think about. I was going to say, there's a lot of, it seems like there's a lot of room for play. Like, you could incorporate yeah. a lot of your own lore. Like, you have this ancient, abandoned, like, ruin. Right. It could like be, it could be anything. Yeah. Like, these Bullywugs are descendants of the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That and the thing is, I wrecked your shop. Up, up until a week ago, I didn't really know about this, like, ancient, uh, God DD that degenerated and all this stuff and and this ancient society. I was like, fuck, that is really cool. I want to explore that. Yeah. But before that, I was more like, well, I'm going to take the slotty and the bullywugs. I'm just going to like smash them together. together. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, and so that's that. I don't know if you had any other questions about bullywugs. Um, are they like okay? So they're sneaking around. They're going to attack you. Or is this like are they holding daggers? Are they going for spears? I think is they're most like a- commonly. Uh, Using like crude spears is With like kind of stone, wo- stone, exactly. stone weapons. They're and really stuff. crude, or of course stolen weaponry, like a sharpened stick. Um, yeah, or a sharpened stick. Yeah, <laughs> it's usually going to be spears. Uh, but think about it, because spears can be used for fishing too. Right, and they are fishers. Um, Do they got the tongue thing? They don't, but like that's something that I would totally homebrew. And here's the thing: like again, in in the Five E Monster Manual, there's only this one real basic bullywug. But I remember in 4th edition, there was a whole plethora of them, and some of them had the tongue thing, and some of them were big and brutish and had... so Like, for instance, like, just take, like, normal frog biology, like, where what you have those frogs where they they give off, like, that psychedelic the poison. poison yeah. kind of, to fucking do that, where one of them has, like, a poison touch. You yeah, know you get grappled, I mean? like, and it's over. Yeah, it, you, like, yeah. go into a haze. You're now, you know, roll, roll a constitution save, and if you fail, you're poisoned or dazed or something. Confused status effects in D and D are really cool, and I don't yeah. see them utilized very much. No, no, not usually. I mean, they're there. I mean, it's it's all about that DC save. They're but, definitely happening. They're yeah. definitely like like especially fear. That's like a big one that gets yeah. Used. Fear gets thrown around a lot. Yeah, um, makes sense. Makes I mean, sense, like yeah. magical fear. Magical fear. Yeah, yeah. Fear like, that you have no choice but to feel. Yeah, you're probably afraid all the time. Like, well, well not smart, all the time. If you're but, smart, right? <laughs> so, I um. Mean, but yeah, there's definitely ways to, to spice up Bullywugs, and I, I really hope that they like Volo's Guide was a really cool addition to the the books of Five E because like not only did it add more monsters, which is great, but it really like delved into the lore. Like there's whole sections on beholders and on goblins and stuff, and really dives into definitely like cool. stuff about them. And like they, there should be more of that. I want that for like every mob. I want it for gnolls and Bullywugs and lizard folk and, and all that stuff. I miss gnolls. Um, Huh? Knowles are cool. I miss yeah, them. we'll do a Knowles episode. I thought Knowles was going to win this contest. Uh, it was close. It was between Knowles and Bullywugs for this for this episode. And I think Kobolds and Orcs just fucking no one gave a shit. So I was like, okay, fuck. Well, Bullywugs definitely with the Orcs. Is. Like, there's a lot of like Orc exposure in the in like there all is. kinds of lore. There so. is. Uh, it's much like elves. Like at this point in time, most people know have a good idea for what an. Orc yeah, even if is. you're not playing D and D, you 
probably know what an orc is. Yeah. Or yeah, have some much. kind of idea of yeah. like what that, oh, that's a bad guy, right? Yeah. Because you know? like, yeah, if it's not D&D, then you know Lord of the Rings. If not that, then World of Warcraft. Like between those three things, like orcs have been covered by the general zeitgeist of pop culture. Right. But we are, we've kind of stopped talking about bullywugs. So if you don't got any more questions about our, our big toad buddies, um, I'm ready to call it a game. Um, well, I did want to talk about one other thing and it was, oh, um, Oh yes, yes you did. I've, uh, you've been saying that you want to have like a, I don't know if it's necessarily an evil campaign. It kind of sounds, mm. sounds, well, not a campaign. It's a one shot. Yeah. We're good. Okay. So I have, I have a concept, um, and no, it's not going to be an evil encounter, um, evil one shot, but I have this concept of like an all monster one shot where everyone plays a monster race. Um, yeah, because it's not necessarily like we're gonna go like raid a town. It's it's no. more like there's a there's an objective here. Yeah, it's basically my concept for the encounter is that this is so, super far away from civilization, and these monster races have kind of developed their own crude primitive society. Okay, and learn to live in relative peace, but not really. They they don't like each other and they war with each other all the time. But a greater threat has come to the veil of these monsters, and they're forced to work together. Time to team up. Time to team up. Time cool. to form the the monster far, squad. The monster squad. The monster Avengers. <laughs> and uh, and you chose of the four tribes that I give you guys options of. You chose you wanted to do a bullywug. Yeah, because I I think it would be really cool to talk like this oh, the whole Jesus, fucking game. Jesus, that's what I'm in for. <laughs> okay, no, I think that's cool. That'll be fun. I like that. But uh, what did you want to say about bullywugs? Well, I oh, just well, wanted well. to kind of workshop it a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah like I so. I was thinking I, I'm I got my voice. Uh huh. Um, I know a lot more about bullywug culture now. Yeah. So yeah. There's obviously going to be some swamp here. Yeah, so you're going like, to be in. Uh, oh my gosh, what did I name this swamp? Like Merc, Merc something. I don't remember. Merc I'll tell City, you. where I'll, I'll be stabbing I'll, fools. I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. I think uh, so. The lore I have going on for this region was something along the lines of like each tribe has a particular tribe they hate and a particular tribe they're they're kind of more chummy with. And I was the bullywugs and the orcs. I was going to kind of put more chummy because the orcs are going to like. The amount of food that the bullywugs can provide in trade with the fish and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, good hunters. Yeah, good hunters. And bullywugs are going to respect that power the orcs have because they're big and buff. And also the weaponry they can provide to help them fight with the goblins, which they hate because they're vying for territory in the wetlands that meet the forest. I can see the goblins and the orcs kind of feuding like that. Like, like, we're the big, like, I'm a hobgoblin, you're an orc, like, let's fucking go at it. Right, exactly. So, yeah, and yeah, and definitely the orcs and the goblins don't like each other. But the goblins get along with kobolds because they're both tricksy clevery kind of same similar mentality kind of so deal. are you throwing yeah. me a stat block that you had in mind or am i rolling i am going to have to homebrew that aren't i because the 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 other three tribes have uh a player race stat block. right so we'll i think we'll definitely give a plus two to dexterity okay that makes sense i got that jump that you got that jump like, and that camouflage and that stealth cool, cool and i think either a plus one to constitution or a plus one to no, yeah, it's gonna be constitution. That just makes the most sense because just like a hardy swamp wise. creature, yeah, hardy swamp creature. That's pretty much it. And um, uh, we'll, we'll, you'll get that uh, that toad speaking ability. You'll oh get, yeah, that's you'll like get a jump can't. ability. You'll get the amphibious feature where you can breathe underwater, basically. Oh sick. Um, and maybe one other thing that might be enough as it is, but we'll see. Cool. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll homebrew that later. Are we thinking like a like a d like a d eight hit die or like a d six or like what's well, up? Well, that that part depends on your class. Okay, yeah. Race. Oh, so we are gonna do. So I'm gonna be a bullywug with like a class. So yeah, maybe I we'll could do be, some class limitations because like certain things don't make sense. You know. Well, I was thinking like rogue, obviously. Yeah, that, or, that works. Yeah, or ranger. 
yeah. Uh, definitely discuss it with the other uh, party members because one's a goblin, one's a kobold, and they're also stealthy. They might be looking at rogues. So. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. be. I don't want to have two rogues in but, the party. What a bullywug rogue! Style. That sounds fucking cool. Yeah, it does. But I like the idea of like a bullywug like druid. Not yeah, that's one, not bad. Not, that's not one bad, that focuses actually. on transforming, but one that like curls spells, and you could do like swamp theme spells. Yeah, and like stuff. my like a mud attack and like exactly. water, and, like maybe like a I don't know. Throw like a big ass tree branch. Something. Yeah, there you go. Something, something like that. Well, that's um, cool. Um, but yeah, so bullywugs. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 all I. Really, I just wanted to workshop it a little bit. Now that I have a better idea. Yeah, we'll talk about it more later. Yeah, I was like, all I had to go on before was really like, yeah, I'm a little piece of shit frog person. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm gonna stab somebody. <laughs> exactly. I hope I get to be like. I want to go with. Uh, I've always wanted to play the assassin rogue, so I really wanted to go with that route. I don't I mean, know. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Do you? man. I don't know what level we're gonna be at, but like, uh, I, guess I think we're I was gonna, gonna plop you guys at level four. Nice. Well, we'll so that's see. that's enough. Yeah, I, I get that's my enough. assassin at level three. I think. Yep. That'll cool. be it. Sick. All oh, right. Yeah. With that, I think we're done here. We're gonna call it a game. Thank call you guys for game. listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.